Can Maryland basketball stay on a roll? You are Locked On Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for 247 Sports and InsideMarylandSports.com and host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for making us part of your day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. The Terps can ride this momentum for the next couple of weeks. This momentum that the Terps basketball program has hit and that everyone overall is really excited for. I think that the Terps can ride it and really put themselves in position to actually potentially maybe, even though I'm not sure if it's really going to happen, but maybe get into the March Madness talks and really start to have an actual legitimate chance at getting into March. There's nothing more than I want to see us on Selection Sunday get picked to be like a 10th seed or 11th seed or whatever seed it would be, an 8-9 seed. I want to play in March. There's nothing better than that in college basketball. It, it would be awesome to be able to talk about it. It would be awesome to potentially upset someone. Everybody wants to play in March. That's the goal. There's only one winner, and we probably have no shot at winning the whole thing, but that's the thing about March Madness. You never know what can happen. You never know what kind of teams can make a run. So I want nothing more than to see us in that tournament, to see us get picked on Selection Sunday, and the Terps have an opportunity over these next couple of weeks to ride this momentum that they gathered from beating Michigan, from beating Illinois, from coming back down at halftime and outscoring Michigan by like 20 points in the second half. They have a chance to ride some of that momentum with that big win um, at home after being down at halftime and killing them in the second half. Also, that momentum, that really big momentum, probably the biggest momentum that we've hit this year, definitely the biggest momentum we've hit this year, the biggest win we've had this year, the biggest win we've had in a while, the biggest road win we've had in forever after beating this number 10 ranked Illinois team. We never win on the road. We never win these type of games, it feels like. Okay, we might upset someone at home. That does happen. We're good enough to do something like that. But I have not seen us play like this on the road, where at a certain point to start the game, we were down by like eight, nine, ten points, and they stayed poised. And the second half, in the end of the first half, we made a little bit of a run. We went down into half. It was a one-point game, and then we went into the second half. We took the lead, and we didn't really give it back to Illinois. Once we took it and got it controllably, we didn't let them get back in it. So I think there's this momentum that Maryland basketball is riding, and I really do believe in momentum in sports, I think it's really important. I really think that it just, it's a different, it's a lot harder. You can't tell me it's not harder for Maryland to win their next game if they're not going to be as motivated after you after you blow one to Illinois in a game you should have won. And maybe you still have beaten Michigan, but after you lose one 
to Illinois, it's a lot harder to get back up and win the next game when you're like, dang, like that might have been our season. That might have been our chance right there. And But now they know that they have a real shot at doing something this year, even after the slow start and some of the downs we've gone through this year. So they have a chance to continue to roll off of this momentum. So I, I think they can keep rolling over these next couple of weeks because guys are starting to figure it out. Guys are starting to figure out, and we do have, can, we still have problems. But one thing's for sure: defense travels. They say defense wins championships. I don't even really believe in that anymore. I don't really believe in defense wins championships in today's kind of games. I mean, in college basketball, maybe you can win a championship playing elite level defense. But at the end of the day, I really believe you got to be able to score the ball. Obviously, you got to get stops in certain parts of the game. But I really believe that offense win championships in today's game but like a lot of people have different opinions on that i'm talking about whether it's the nfl nba i really just think the name of the game is offense right now in sports and like you need in in football you need an elite quarterback to be able to win a championship you don't have to have the best defense in the world but you need a great quarterback for sure to win a super bowl in today's game or in the NBA, you're going to need a couple of guys that can score the ball and that can score at a really high level. When you think about the Warriors, when you think about the Bucks, when they won, Giannis was dropping like 30, 40 point games. You need guys that can score overall to be able to win championships. When you think about the Nuggets, they were a solid defensive team, but Jokic could go 30, 10, and 10 any type of game. And then when you think about college basketball, you need guys that can go get buckets. When I think of the top teams in the country, a lot of them have top scorers. And Maryland has a top defense in the country right now and in the Big Ten. We're number one in the Big Ten, in, according to the Big Ten statistics, in defensive points per game right now. So we do a lot of good things defensively. So I think we've started to figure things out defensively, but things are looking a lot better offensively. I'm not really worried about our defense. Our defense has been pretty solid for a lot of the season. Jameer Young, obviously, he's figured it out completely. Julian Reese has started to figure it out from his slump. And then, and then the supporting cast, Dante Scott has had a, a really good run of games. He's shooting the ball really well from three. We're going to need to continue that. Jordan Geronimo had a solid game. Deshaun Harris-Smith and Jamie Kaiser are sort of kind of figuring it out, I think. It's kind of still up and down with them. That's why I like to hear that we still have room to grow. They can still continue to play better. Deshaun Harris-Smith can shoot better still, and Jamie Kaiser can shoot the three ball better than he has. And no Bassler is finding a role. I really do think that we're finding our rhythm, but we also still have spots to improve on, which is important. You don't want to peak and I don't think Maryland basketball is peaking I still think we have a lot to get better at a lot to fix but we're also on a roll right now riding this momentum and we really do have a chance to get back really in the thick of things the the Illinois game kept our season alive and it made things interesting but can you can you take it to a next level can you do more than just make things interesting and make games important can you really come out of this and say we have a legit shot if we win a couple games maybe in the big 10 tournament we should make it to the tournament and i and i think they do i think they i think they do have a chance and i think kevin willard seems to have found what is working he seems to have found a rotation that is working he's starting to play 
through Reese Moore. And of course, he's doing a great job of giving the ball to Jameer Young, running sets for him to make sure he gets his shots. He gets a lot of shots. But over these next three games, I think they're all very winnable games. I don't see a guy on the schedule over these next three games that I look at and I say, we're not winning that game. And right now we're three and three in the Big Ten, which is a solid place to be, a very solid place to be. Teams make the tournament with going under 500 in the Big Ten. It is very hard to win in the Big Ten. And I'm looking at this these next couple of games. We play Northwestern next tomorrow. I'll talk about that on tomorrow's episode. But we play Northwestern tomorrow on the road. I've watched them play a couple of times. I've watched basically most teams in the Big Ten play a couple of times. But they're nothing like to, to write home about, like, they're a solid team for sure, and they have a really good um, starting point guard that's going to be hard to stop. But this Northwestern team isn't, like, unbeatable for sure. It's definitely a winnable game. I've seen them play sometimes, and they definitely have holes on their team. There's nothing that blows me away on that Northwestern team overall. Besides, um, maybe they're starting um, point guard. He's a really good player overall, one of the better players in the Big Ten. But besides that, there's nothing that, like, I'm like, dang, like they're going to kill us there. And then Michigan State at home, we don't really lose at home. Plus, it's a Michigan State down year. If we're going to beat Michigan State, it's going to be this year. Michigan State's always a tough team to beat. Tom Izzo-led team isn't going to be easy. And they're actually, the interesting thing about Michigan State is they're actually in like the same exact spot as us. Our record looks a little bit better overall, but People are saying they have a chance to win their next couple of games to go on a roll and make a push for March as well. So they're in a really similar spot to us. So that could be a huge game for Maryland to be able to take that Michigan State. But they definitely have a really good team. They're much better than their record says they are. And they're they're really starting to figure things out. I do like how that Michigan State team is constructed. Constructed, but that is definitely still a winnable game. And then we look at Iowa away. Same thing. They're solid, but there's nothing to be amazed about. So I'm looking at our next three games, Northwestern, Michigan State, and Iowa. All very winnable games, but we got to be realistic with ourselves. Am I going to say that Maryland's going to go 3-0 and in the next three games? I don't think that'll happen, but I think there's a good shot you can go 2-1. and so if you go 2-1 and one in these next three games, if you slip up against Michigan State at home or maybe Northwestern away, I don't know. Maybe you slip one of them up. Obviously, 3-0 and would be amazing, and I'm not counting it out, but I think you have to go 2-1 and one at least in the stretch, and then that would put you at 5-4 and four in the Big Ten, if my math is correct, and that's, that's a great spot to be. If you have a winning record in the Big Ten, that's a great spot to be. So if you win two of the next three, I really think you're in a good spot. Obviously, that's thinking ahead, and we really got to just focus on Northwestern, which I'll talk about a lot tomorrow, but I'm not on the team, so it's not like I'm not allowed to think ahead to these next couple of games I can kind of say whatever but I do want to say that it does just start with this Northwestern team so I I hope they're not thinking ahead I mean there's not much to like think ahead towards I don't think like Michigan State maybe at home but like they're not having their best year I really think they should be focused on Northwestern which they play on the road which is going to be really interesting game to see is this thing for real or is it like did we really figure things out or is it kind of just like oh like it was just kind of like one of those upsets that happen in college basketball and any sport that you see a ton. So overall, we'll see what happens, and we'll see if the Terps can continue to ride this momentum. But I really do think they have a chance to really do something special with the season that started off pretty poorly. 
Jameer Young has a chance to do something special this year at the end of the year. I will tell you about that after this ad from Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk a minute about preparing for a real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if my parents or anybody else in my family got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illness, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit Jace Medical and compete your and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code locked on to get $20 off your forced order. Jameer Young has a chance to be the Big Ten player of the year. Like, kind of. Let me explain. I really do think that Jameer Young is having one of the best point guard seasons that I have seen not only from a Maryland, not only, like, from these past couple of years, but, like, for a while for this Maryland program. He's having one of the best Maryland point guard seasons ever, and I really do think that he could potentially be the Big Ten player of the year. Of course, there's one thing kind of stopping him from doing that, and we'll talk about that in a second. But what Young has done, it's really been one of the better Maryland point guard seasons ever. And if you really compare it to some of the greats and some of the big names that you think of recently, I'm not going to go too back far into the history just because of what we have time for, but... And if you look at the names like Anthony Cowan and Mello Trimble and others, I honestly think that Jameer Young is having a better season right now than Anthony Cowan's best season and Mello Trimble's best season. Both of those players, two Maryland greats. And you kind of think, you might think of Anthony Cowan and Mello Trimble as kind of like greater in terms of Maryland basketball history because of what they did from start to finish. They started at the Maryland program and all that, and their kind of name carries a lot of weight from starting as a freshman and all that kind of stuff. But I really do think that Jameer Young is having a better season than they ever had as a Maryland Terrapin. I honestly think that if you look at Melo Trimble, his best season, he averaged 16.8 points per game along with 3.7 assists. So that's almost 17 points per game along with almost four assists at about 3.7 assists, which is a very solid year. Don't get me wrong. And then Anthony Cowan's best year, he averaged 16.3 points per game. Obviously, you can get into a lot more stats, but I want to keep it pretty basic for right now. Jameer Young is averaging 19.9 points per game, so we can go ahead and say that's 20 points per game. 19.9, we're saying that's 20 points per game. He's averaging 20 points per game, and four assists per game. Mello and Cowan also had much more help around them. So does that have to do with their average? Does that help their average? Does that kind of say, 
oh, Jameer Young has to score for this team overall. And if he didn't, like we wouldn't have a shot at games. You could kind of take it either way, but their teams were definitely much better and they definitely had less pressure to score on them. But that doesn't take away from Jameer Young averaging 19.9. They played with guys like Kevin Herter, Justin Jackson, Jake Lehman, many other great Maryland players overall to take the pressure off of them. And that was some of the best Days, some of my favorite days of Maryland basketball back then when Melo Trimble and Anthony Cowan were playing. They also played together for a year. So I really do think, though, that Jameer Young is having a better season than they have ever had as Maryland Terrapins overall. Let me know what you guys think about that, but I do think he's having one of the best Maryland point guard seasons ever. And right now, in my opinion, he's second in the Big Ten for player of the year. I really do think he could win it, but it's like, can he really win it with Zach Eady here? He, he really can't. That's the thing. Usually you think of a guy second in the race. Like if you think of second in the MVP race or second in the NBA or the NFL, usually think the second guy has some type of chance to win it maybe not in the nfl this year i think everyone's kind of on the lamar jackson's going to win that award but usually when you think about it as mvp you usually think the top three guys all kind of have a chance at this at this part of the season we're still kind of in the middle-ish part of the season you think at this part of the season most of the guys at the top still have a shot to kind of win mvp or win big time player of the year but I don't know how you don't give it to Zach Eady again if he's continues to do what he's doing, which he will. He's averaging a double-double, and he averages 23 points per game just about. So I don't know how you don't give it to Zach Eady with how efficient he is overall and how he affects the game. I definitely think he deserves it. But Jameer Young is second, in my opinion. Definitely second in the Big Ten in terms of Big Ten players of the year. Right now, he's second in the Big Ten in terms of scoring tied for second. Uh, if you take out Terrence Shannon, or who hasn't even played a Big Ten game, so I dis I'm deciding to disclude him. He hasn't even played a Big Ten game. He hasn't played in a while, so you can't put Terrence Shannon in there. But Tyson Walker, who's on Michigan State, who we'll see this weekend, is very solid also averages 19.9 points per game. Both of those players are really good overall. But I really do think that what Jameer Young has done to carry this program at times, I think he really deserves and has a shot at Big Ten Player of the Year. If it wasn't for Zach Eady, I don't know if Zach Eady has some type of collapse and somehow Jameer Young can win it, but I totally expect Jameer Young to be first team all Big Ten, and I don't know how the voting works exactly, but I expect him to come second or maybe third in the Big Ten player of the year voting overall because I think he's been that impactful for this team. I think he has been kind of gotten us back in on track for the Terps. After dropping, dropping 28 against Illinois, he was Big Ten player of the week for the second time. So I'm looking – at what he has done overall for this Maryland team. And I really do think he deserves to be a player of the year type of player, but there's just an extraordinary talent in Zach Eady 
that is one of the better players in Big Ten history that is just in the way. If it wasn't that type of player this year, I think he would get it. And I really do think that he's played well enough overall to be able to be in that conversation. And I think he deserves to be in the conversation with the Maryland greats like Melo Tremble, like Anthony Cowan, like Vasquez. I know they played longer and they started as freshmen for Maryland, but Jameer Young didn't have an opportunity to go to Maryland as a freshman, so I don't want to take it away from him. I really think what he's doing this year is just extraordinary. I think what he's doing is truly amazing, and I think he deserves to be a Big Ten type of player overall, and I think he deserves to finish top two or three in the Big Ten voting. What is going on with Talia? Is he going to the NFL now? What is the situation? I will tell you about that after this ad from FanDuel. The NFL playoffs is wrapping up. There's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is easy to use, and there's so many ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. The Talia Tunga Viola situation in the transfer portal definitely has gotten weird. Okay, so Cam Ward took Talia's spot, it looks like, at Miami. Former Washington State quarterback who a bunch of people wanted. I haven't really seen this guy play much, but people speak very highly on him. He's a very good player, it sounds like, based off just what people say, how many people wanted him in the portal. He had the chance to go to the NFL as well. Very solid player overall, Cam Ward is. So he at first said he was declaring for the NFL draft, but now he's decided to come back to school, I guess, to come back to Miami. I guess he didn't hire an agent or something. I guess when you don't do that, you can decide to come back overall. But Cam Ward looks like he is coming back, and he has decided to go to Miami. Now, the rumor was Talia was, like, for sure to Miami. Everyone was like, Miami, Miami. Tua's down there. Tua just lost the playoff game, of course, to um, the Chiefs in that really cold game. But that's besides the point. Tua's down there in Miami. Talia's going to go down there in Miami. It makes way too much sense. Miami needs a quarterback. Cam Ward had just declared for the draft, so it looked like they weren't getting him. And there wasn't very many other players in the portal that people wanted. So it was like Miami could have two Tonga Violas, could have Talia and Tua, and it seemed like that was going to be the thing. But now that Cam, Cam Ward has committed to Miami, that's not an option for Talia. He's definitely not going there to try and compete with him, and that's just not what happens, and that's not what will happen. So Miami's crossed out, so that cool story isn't going to happen anymore. So now we look at it, and it's like, first of all, is he even going to get a waiver to be able to come back and play? Um, um college football because he still needs that waiver I don't know what the situation with that is overall but he still needs that waiver to play and so you might start asking yourself where else does he go it's like you're kind of running out of places because this kind type of thing there's definitely going to be a market for him don't get me wrong there's gonna be plenty of teams that want him but you're you don't want to just go anywhere. You want to go somewhere where it's probably – he probably wants to go to an upper echelon type of program that needs a quarterback. Auburn comes into my head, 
But, like, I don't know if he wants to go to Auburn. I don't know exactly what he's going to do now. But it looks like more and more kind of iffy what's going to happen. I don't think a return to Maryland's possible, and I don't even know how that would work. I guess he could be a graduate student at Maryland. I don't really know, but I don't think that would happen overall. And that would kind of be weird with our current quarterback room because MJ Morris transferred, expected to be the starter. I think Billy Edwards is expecting to be able to compete for the starters. And then I also think Cam Edge thinks he has a chance to be a starter. And I think it's time for Maryland to like kind of move on and to go with another guy, not because Talia's they're better than Talia just because I think we've gotten to that time as a program where you just got to move on. He's done what he's going to do for the program. It's time to do the next thing. But overall, we'll see what happens with this Talia situation. But Miami is out. Miami's not going to happen anymore. That cool story isn't going to happen. I kind of wanted to see it overall, but that's not going to happen. So we'll see what happens with this Talia situation. Maybe he decides he will go to the draft. I don't know, but that's kind of what I'm thinking for this Talia situation. He's going to go somewhere. I'm guessing that's a quarterback needy team that's like still a really solid program overall. Has a chance to be probably definitely like a top 20 program in the country. We'll see what happens, though. That's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to Locked on Terps. Make sure you like and subscribe. We're here every day talking Maryland football and basketball. So thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.